0: Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Thank you. And the gospel reading this morning comes from the gospel of Luke, chapter 12, where Jesus is giving a series of teachings, this one a caution against greed. Someone from the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus said to him, man, who appointed me as judge or referee between the two of you? And then Jesus said to them, Watch out and guard yourself against all kinds of greed. After all, one's life isn't determined by one's possessions, even when someone is very wealthy. And then he told them a parable. A certain rich man's land produced a bountiful crop. And he said to himself, What will I do? I have no place to store my harvest. And then he thought, here is what I will do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And that's where I'll store all my grain and goods. I'll say to myself, you have stored up plenty of goods, enough for several years. Take it easy, eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to the man, fool, tonight you will die. Now who will get the things that you have prepared for yourself? This is the way it will be for those who hoard things for themselves and are not rich toward God. The word of God for the people of God. Friends, it is a privilege to be with you here this morning when we planned this sunday i was under the understanding that pastor josh would be on vacation but it is even more fun frankly to lead worship with him and to be with all of you as your summer i understand it is ending in a few weeks and school beginning here in the saint charles area i will remind you and introduce myself to you a little bit more my name is stephanie purdue I am one of the Associate Conference Ministers of the Illinois Conference United Church of Christ, and my work does focus on search and call, so I have been working already with Pastor Josh and with your Associate Pastor search team. That search is underway. We are seeing some movement and some profiles uh, coming into your church, and I'm on the lookout for more uh, so that you have the opportunity to interview a series of candidates and find the right fit uh, through the work of the Holy Spirit for your congregation in that role. My roots are in the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma and in the great state of Nebraska. I was born and raised, baptized, confirmed, and ordained in the Nebraska Conference UCC and have served in ministry here in Illinois now for 25 years in parish ministry and seminary teaching and as of February in this role with the Illinois Conference. I make my home in Evanston and drove over here this morning. And in Evanston, for several years now, I have been mourning the loss of one of my favorite places to shop. Several years ago in Evanston, in the downtown area near Northwestern University, There was a boutique that I would frequent with one of my girlfriends, and it was called The Things We Love, and I shopped there often because it turned out that I loved all the things the store owners loved. I still have a trio of beautiful leather and silver candlesticks that sit on my fireplace mantle, which I admired on several trips to this store before I purchased them. I have articles of clothing I purchased at the store. I sampled their selection of women's handbags because, at least for me, no bag is ever quite right. Over the years, I know that I picked up the occasional gift for others, the perfect picture frame, so many other things that we love. And the problem is, aside from these candlesticks and these two skirts, which are still in my closet, I can't really account for the things that I loved that I purchased from this store and thought that I just had to have I don't even know if I still have all those things or whether I gave some of them away in a recent purge of every handbag that I decided was actually not the right handbag for me and I'm telling you about this about the things we love Because I suspect that each of you can identify some of the things that you love. It might be kitchen gadgets, it might be golf clubs, it might be a boat, it might be clothes or a car, or for pastors it's often a lot of books. We humans in the United States are endlessly marketed to, and we are responsive to this marketing. And marketing is very successful in convincing us that with one more thing, one more purchase, we will have everything we need. The lie to all of this is exposed as we navigate the endless items for sale on our neighborhood and Facebook garage sales, or as if we see on reality TV these shows about those who have accumulated so much that they're called hoarders. My parents in Lincoln, Nebraska have been careful not to accumulate too much, and they have been frugal, but still their basement is full of treasures, or at least treasures in their eyes. My grandparents' things, their grandparents' things, Some of these treasures have come home with me to Illinois. I enjoy them for sentimental reasons, even though some of them are just stored in my basement. Scripture cautions us repeatedly this morning. In fact, cautions us repeatedly throughout the whole Bible about accumulating the things we think we love. We encounter cynicism about this in the reading from Ecclesiastes, where the writer called the teacher warns us of our vanities. We encounter challenge, as well as comfort about this in the words of the psalm for this morning. The psalmist reminds us that low and high, rich and poor together, we will all come to the end of our lives saying goodbye to our beloved things. And once in glory, there will be no differentiation between those who had much and those who accumulated little on earth. And here in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus uses this occasion of being asked about an inheritance to remind us again that our things do not protect us against calamity, that it is possible to lose what we've accumulated in an instant, that our things do not equate to who we are, and that the real treasures of our lives in this life and that to come are the treasures of our relationships with God and with one another. This does not necessarily come as good news to us, though, because many of us love our things. Scripture often distinguishes between greed and prudence, and perhaps this is a helpful thread and line for us to follow. We need food for the day. It is wise to have some for tomorrow. It is responsible to save sufficient for our children's education, or our retirement, or the care of our parents, or ourselves in later life. But as the Gospel story warns, the man who built more barns to house more crops had to have known at some level, if he was a decent farmer, that you can only store those crops for so long before they go bad. Our Protestant ancestors, those who founded the Congregational Churches, were known for their frugality and their prudence and their work ethic. And they knew that when we say, just a little bit more, it often leads to a hunger for excess, which our spiritual tradition calls greed which is a desire to accumulate more and more and to store it and keep it for ourselves. Scripture reminds us elsewhere that even when it seems there is not enough, what happens? The loaves multiply, the manna rains down from heaven, the water comes from the rock in the dry desert, the wine does not run out, This may be little consolation to us in a time of economic challenge when we, and especially our neighbors, feel the sting of inflation and higher prices across the board and become nervous about what we have carefully and wisely saved. Scripture calls us to distinguish between greed and the goods we need to hunger for God and God's righteousness? In the Cherokee community, we have some wise aphorisms passed down from our elders. One of them is hard to translate into English, but it says roughly, be stingy with one another, which really means be protective of and preserve one another. Don't give or accumulate what you need over here. And neglect the one who might need it over there. In English, in the scriptures, we hear the caution about greed, and we also encounter stories about giving to one another. In reading this passage from the Gospel of Luke, I was reminded of the story in the Gospel of John. Near the end of Jesus' life in the village of Bethany, when Jesus is having dinner with Lazarus, And Lazarus' sisters, Martha and Mary, they've opened their home to him. And Mary takes this large amount of anointing balm and anoints Jesus before his death, prefiguring his burial. If you remember this story, Judas is mad at her for what he considers waste. She feels that to expend this anointing on Jesus now is the gracious and generous thing to do. She doesn't hoard that oil for another day, another day which we as the gospel readers know would be too late. So may we learn from these scriptures this morning to be greedy for good, to be generous with one another, to be greedy to share what we have, instead of to accumulate it only for ourselves, and to remember that the most important things we love are the creatures and the persons entrusted to our care, our families, our neighbors, our children, our fellow church members, those in this community that you are serving and helping, Persons whom we know and persons whom we have not yet met. May those relationships be the treasures we store up into eternity, now and forever. Amen.